let's talk about maybe some ways that you've approached talent retention at Standard Chartered. So I think it was extremely important to listen to our colleagues, to listen to you know what people are saying and adapt to that. Welcome to the All In Recruitment podcast by Manatao, where we explore best practices, learnings, and trends with leaders in the recruitment space. If you like our content, please subscribe to our channels. We are available on YouTube and Spotify, and stay tuned for our weekly episodes. My name is Lydia, and joining us today is Isha Bhatia, Global Talent Management Lead at Standard Chartered Bank in Singapore. Good morning, Isha. Thank you for joining us on this podcast. Morning, Lydia. Very happy to be here. Thank you. Isha, you've spent your career in HR and interestingly with the first degree in mechanical engineering, a nice transition there. So today you lead the global talent management function for Standard Chartered Bank in Singapore. Tell us maybe about some of the areas you've prioritized in this role. Sure. So, um, so talent is, um, you know, an extremely critical function for us, as you can imagine. And uh, we actually have talent along with what we call the resourcing function, because we feel that, you know, the two go absolutely hand in hand. So, um, you know, while recruiting obviously starts with the whole attraction candidates and, you know, getting them in. But uh, I think the talent management part of it is you know, comes in almost in parallel. So we would like to think of our recruiters as talent managers in a way, because uh, their job definitely does not stop after they bring the candidates in. So a lot of, um, you know, places that we are focusing on include, um, you know, having a strong and differentiated employee value proposition. How might we translate that into a strong employer brand so that we can attract? So, you know, as part of the talent management function, I think our job really spans the entire life cycle of uh, a, co- a colleague. So um, it, it all starts with, you know, the strong employee value proposition that uh, we have for the organization and how that translates into an employer brand through which we attract the talent that, um, you know, that we need, the best talent out there. I think then a big focus is on the uh, technology solutions that we are deploying to attract and identify the talent that we want to bring in across different markets as well as business areas. Um, from a talent management perspective, I think once this, um, this, this, these colleagues are with us in the organization, there's a lot of focus on how might we continuously provide opportunities for them to grow and learn, as well as um, you know, build a career internally. So internal career mobility is a big focus area mm-hmm. for us and deploying our talent areas where it really matters would be sort of the entire gamut of, um, you know, what we call talent management in the organization. Now, ensuring that you have the right talent today is a challenge in itself, and especially within the digital talent space. Now, today we hear lots of discussions around gamified assessments, including how this might contribute to a positive impression from candidates. But how different this approach in terms of candidate experience compared to, let's say, traditional assessments? Yeah, so I think, Lydia, that's, that's an interesting one because, you know, technology definitely has, um, uh, you know, accelerated, especially in the last two years where, you know, a lot of organizations have started using different methods of um, assessing the candidate base. So our experiment with gamified assessment has largely been in what we call our um, graduate hiring space or early careers, as we call it. And, and we implemented a gamified assessment mm-hmm. solution from Pymetrics, actually, for the same. And um, so this 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 um, assessment tool, if I may, uh, you know, is very different from a traditional ability test where you are typically doing, you know, aptitude 
or numerical or logical ability based questions so as compared to that this one is a pure it's, it's a game basically and and it's really interesting and a fresh take um the the interesting sort of science sitting behind it is that it is still helping you assess certain key future skills that you know we feel are going to be important for our candidates in the future so you know while as an individual you know you're basically playing a game but actually the ai of the tool is at the back end mapping it against certain key skills that we have um fed into the critical uh, sort of uh, profile of the success profile that we have created for a successful candidate so so i think the biggest uh, change is the experience in the individual of the candidates themselves mm-hmm. i think what it's done for us is that um, i would like to think that you know it's level the playing field a little bit because otherwise traditional um you know aptitude based tests seem to favor um you know students from a particular background or discipline more because you know it's more math or it's more you know a particular type but i think when you're doing a game it doesn't really matter what background you're coming from so that's mm-hmm. sort of one big part and then of course the entire experience itself you know it's i would think it's less threatening and that's the feedback that we've been get, uh, getting that you know it's 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 fun and mm-hmm. and you know it's way more um i would think intuitive the way because you know this is this is what they're used to in everything else that you know um this 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 millennial population or other gen z is into so so it's very similar to that so that's what the gamified assessments have been um for us you know in the sort of early experiments that we've had with it how early are you in the deployment of this uh, uh, gamified assessments so we've basically you know have had one successful season of our graduate hiring using this um i i must add that you know it's obviously not only the gamified assessment because it's a multi step process as you can mm-hmm. imagine but so the assessment sits right up up front um of the entire assessment process we also do something called a value based assessment which is another integral part of uh, for the organization where we are actually checking um you know whether your core value system matches with ours as an organization so that's another sort of um i mean even that actually is fairly gamified in the sense that it's very scenario based very role play based so it's not really you know theoretical questions being given to you and you're supposed to answer it's putting you in a particular situation and seeing how you might want to re- how you will react in that so so those are sort of our two um uh, tests that happen up front and as you proceed through the pipeline you would then sort of be called for a video interview and candidates who successfully complete that are then called for a in person assessment center so um so you know you do meet a human uh, in the in the process so you know mm. it's it, that definitely comes in but i think it's a beautiful comp, um you know blend of using both technology solutions Uh, helping us narrow our pipelines we get tens of thousands of applications from across uh, the globe so having a technology based solution up front enables us to you know really expand our reach and helps us bring you know very very diverse or reach out to a very diverse candidate pool mm. so i think that's really the biggest advantage of using something like that and uh, and you know the early sort of uh, metrics that we are getting in definitely show us you know better application rate more adoption more completion of the games you know in the past we've had people start the assessment process but not complete it so mm. we have better completion of games happening this time which means at least they're finishing you know the first step so to speak so um so those are some early trends coupled with better diversity in the pipeline and in the application um sort of pool which of course was a big metric for us 
when you speak about uh, gamified assessments, are these applied across all roles in different verticals or are they um, uh, deployed primarily in your experiment uh, for a specific type of role only at this point? So yeah, yeah, that's an interesting one. So, you know, our graduate hiring happens across multiple businesses. So it's happening for our corporate banking side. It's happening on our uh, consumer banking. It's happening for some of our technology teams. It's also happening for some of our risk functions. So, so the answer is yes, it's being applied for different lines of businesses uh, applicable across multiple markets. You know, we hire in about 25 plus markets. It's happening across all markets. And um, yeah, so we, we did experiment with, you know, basically using it across the board. So uh, I know you touched on this a little bit earlier, but uh, on a deeper level, what might these assessments reveal about the applicant pool itself? Uh, I mean, you know, if I was to talk, as I sort of mentioned, some of the uh, metrics that we are tracking and, you know, that are coming up for us, I think the biggest one is how many people are engaging with the games, mm. right? So I think that's sort of a big one. And, you know, clearly, if, you know, more people are, are, are playing the games or more people are applying, more people are completing the games, which, you know, corroborates with the fact that this is something which talks to this generation and is a preferred style for them. So, so you know, they're finding it fairly intuitive. I think that's a big piece for us. Mm -hmm. um, we've got great feedback on, you know, the experience itself. You know, it was really easy. You know, I enjoyed the process. I liked the feedback that it gave me because it gives you like a report, right, on on, mm -hmm. on your on your personality. So, so, it, on. so it gives it to yeah. the applicant themselves. To the applicant, yeah, okay. yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of another add-on to it. So yeah, I think those are some of the great early early indicators for for this one. And you've spoken about the recruitment process at early stage. And, and now let's let's talk about maybe some ways that you've approached talent retention at Standard Chatter. Yeah, I mean, and you know, as you can imagine, that's obviously a, a big, big focus area for uh, for all organizations, you know, especially in the light of the whole great resignation, as you know, we've been calling it. Um, mm. Uh, you know, after the COVID year, so to speak, I don't know that it's over yet, but uh, but but clearly, you know, the workforce, the demands of the workforce are really changing, or you know, have 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 uh, people have been relooking at, you know, what why am I working? What do I want from my job? What do I expect from my organization, and so on. So I think it was extremely important for us to um, to listen to our colleagues, to listen to you know what people are saying, and and adapt to that. So, so one of, you know, I think uh, almost which was a hygiene factor, but, you know, we were one among the first organizations to implement a hybrid working arrangement, um, you know, as soon as actually, actually it was, it was in the plans even before COVID uh, hit, but mm. it just got accelerated, um, you know, with COVID. So I think that is one of the big pieces um, that we've been focusing on, which is, you know, future ready workplace is how we are calling it, which gives you the ability to work you know, decide your timings, decide the days, decide your location from where you would like to work. So I think that's sort of one big piece on hybrid working, so to speak. The other big piece that we've been focusing on is well-being at work. And um, again, something that's, you know, become extremely important uh, post the pandemic. But the fact that, you know, from a, from a talent retention perspective, um, colleagues need to feel that they belong to the organization, right? And the fact that they can, they are, they're going to be heard, there are avenues for them to express themselves freely and support and help available as needed. So well-being, uh, you know, sort of is another big area. In terms of, you know, um, adapting some of our solutions to what the colleagues need. So, you know, we do these regular 
uh, employee listening sessions, you know, where we get feedback from our colleagues. And one of the areas there has mm-hmm. been around career advancement opportunities. So that is, you know, important to people. So again, how do we provide that um, for, uh, for, our, uh, for our colleagues is a focus area. And uh, we've deployed solutions like an internal talent marketplace that enables them to experience opportunities in different parts of the organization by, you know, interfacing with um, internal gig uh, sort of a setup. So, so that's, uh, again, something that we've been focused on. And, um, and again, you know, just in terms of providing continuous learning opportunities, so that would be another place where we now have, um, you know, an internal learning platform that is sort of almost positioned as the Netflix of learning. So, you know, it, it, the, the, the interface, the way it looks and feel, how you can interact with it, how it curates content for you based on, you know, what jobs you are in, what are you interested in, which part of the organization you are in. So very similar to how Netflix works and, you know, uh, recommends this is something you might be interested to watch. Similarly, this platform also recommends learnings and, um, you know, uh, development opportunities for colleagues. So, you know, talent retention is is really broad Mm -hmm. and it is how we react to it is a sum of what we think is where the future is going and hence you know what we think we want to provide to our colleagues but at the same time for us listening to our colleagues is extremely extremely important right and hence you adapting our solutions to um to, to solve that and to address that i think would be the key and on that note comes the employer brand what in your opinion might be three biggest hurdles for employer branding today you know the disruptive environments that we've been seeing recently there have always been challenges around putting your brand out there. So I think it's not that, you know, anything is um, uh, supremely different. If anything, I think it's the the expectation and the demands of the workforce, as I said, is what have, you know, really changed and evolved. And, and you know, so keeping up to that would be sort of uh, the key challenge for uh, from an employer branding perspective. I think for us, it's also been a factor of, um, you know, what is the, what is the part of the employee value proposition that we want to translate into our employer brand, right? What are we, why are we different? What, what that sets us apart from other similar organizations and why should somebody join us? I think are the key facets that we would like to put the message out there. So, so we've been focusing on, you know, different strategies, which includes, you know, looking at um, specific talent segments. So, you know, how would we target graduates how would we target experienced hires you know how would we target what we call our alumni you know people who worked with us at some point and you know then moved on boomerang employees is some people correct 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 so so you know those uh you know there is a segmentation or an entire um focus of reaching to these specific uh groups or segments as we call them you know then there is another element in terms of putting our um putting our strategy out there you know what is the organization standing for so we recently launched uh, what we call our bold stance or uh, as we call it you know what's a cha- it's, a, it's like a chapter 3 for us which basically says what is the purpose of the organization you know and and which is way beyond you know obviously um, you know being a bank or, or just being a bank so so you know what is a positive impact that we want to make to the communities in which we work so so putting that message out there you know is a key part of um, you know of of the employer branding strategy 
And then finally, there is also an element of um, location or markets that comes in because, you know, we are extremely strong in Asia and emerging markets. We would talk a lot about, you know, some of uh, some of those facets as well. So I think it's a it's an overlay of multiple things, mm-hmm. you know, especially for an organization as broad and big as ours. But um, uh, but but yeah, I think it's a it's, it's a constantly evolving approach to make sure that the the key talent segments that we want to reach out. We are doing that in an extremely proactive and, um, you know, um, topical manner. So how do you go about measuring the success of your employee branding campaign or strategy? Um, I mean, you know, you, of course, have your usual metrics in terms of, you know, how your different campaigns do. So, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, how many impressions did it gather? You know, how many, what was the engagement with your content? You know, the likes, the shares, uh, the comments and, you know, so, so, so that I think are the, are the, are the hard ones for you to look at. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of the campaigns typically may have uh, some sort of a call to action. You know, so apply here or click here to learn more. And, you know, so some, something where you've got to do a next step. Mm-hmm. Uh, which tells us that you know people have engaged with it. Uh, so I think those are some of the uh, sort of more uh, hard metrics right. that we would go after. But um, but there are also other pieces in terms of um, you know the the awards that we win, for example, for our you know branding um, uh, opportunities done out there, or the uh, you know the employer of choice, or uh, or even actually the feedback that we're getting from uh, colleagues who are already in the organization in terms of you know a net promoter score. Would you recommend this as a place to mm-hmm. work? For somebody outside, so you know those would be, I, I think, um, both outward and inward-looking metrics to see that you know these campaigns are landing what they're meant to. Talent teams that bring fresh new hires into companies also need to play a role in facilitating that transition, like uh, from a graduate school uh, environment into the world of work. Today, especially, we are seeing a very unique time. We have so many generations in the workforce. Um, what might be some ways for for talent teams to facilitate this better as we move into the coming years? Yeah, so so it is an extremely important topic, as you can imagine, for for us as well as um, you know um, uh, working in in this space. Um, the, the 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 big factor, I guess, you know, would be in uh, helping the the the, this, the new generation assimilate into the organization, mm-hmm. and um, and we do that, you know, via different um, interventions of having a very structured plan for them for the first 12 to 18 months that they are, you know, that they join us. So there is a program that they go through, which has, you know, exposure or allows them to have exposure to different parts of the organization uh, where they are learning on the job, coupled with, um, you know, self-learning, you know, through the platforms that we have, coupled with, you know, a lot of uh, mentoring and and learning from seniors in the organization. We complement that by having, um, you know, a buddy system. So mm-hmm. you have somebody senior, preferably from the same college, you know, who is your sort of your, your buddy to help you through navigate that in that initial uh, phase. So an entire ecosystem that's put in place to support, um, you know, this, this new young hire assimilating to the organization. And I think that then complements with the work that we do to make intergenerational workforce work mm. right so which is where because as you said you know you, you literally have four five generations at work uh, at the same time you know especially for organizations like ours mm. so how do we make sure that um, you know our our seniors or who you know perhaps two generations away from you know the the young graduates who are coming in they uh, the, all of them are sort of you know working cohesively and, and moving in the same direction so, so we experiment with, you know, things like reverse mentoring, 
to actually get some of the juniors to mentor the seniors. We have a very strong sponsorship program, you know, where the um, the seniors are are seeing themselves not just as managers but sponsors for this talent, mm-hmm. and who can help them sort of navigate and grow in the organization. We actually do a lot of workshops of of literally putting everybody on on the same stage and talking about you know um what does technology mean to you and you know what mm-hmm. does um, relationships mean to you at work and you know just just talk about things to increase sensitivity and to make sure that you know we are not just hiding behind stereotypes and saying they don't understand me and you know this generation doesn't get it etc but really sort of having that honest conversation so that um these generations can flourish together so you should Technology obviously is the backbone for businesses today, and, and as you rightly pointed out, and today there are plenty of tools to automate hiring, such as our ATS in Manatal. So, how might technology such as an ATS help in ensuring a successful uh, hiring strategy, or to help recruiters execute that successfully? I mean, you know, honestly, yeah, that's the backbone of any successful, uh, you know, hiring strategy. Having a strong applicant tracking system. and you know there are there are multiple uh, you know options out there i think for us what has been also important is that you know how does your ats talk to the other um technology infra uh, structure that you have in the organization right so whether that is your learning uh, platform whether that is your talent mobility platform mm-hmm. or whether that is you know your internal employee uh, sort of portal uh, so that it is all you know you can really leverage the uh insights that come from from each of these so so as 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 step one obviously you need to have a strong ads and i think that sort of goes without saying we are also experimenting with bringing um a, a crm into the mix hmm. so that you're able to also manage your applicant pool and you know the prospective uh candidates that you could target you know people who join you for events and you know who 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 engage with your employer brand campaign so how do you sort of um target them specifically and you know get them to apply to you and once they do then you know they flow through the ats um and i guess as i said in addition to that it's about you know once people are selected into the organization then you know are we able to track how they are progressing how they are performing because at the end of the day you want to know the quality of hires what was the retention time for them you know uh, and and then you know bring your insight get your insights from that to really say that you know from this particular you know candidates from this background stay with us longer or you mm. know candidates from this uh, i don't know institute you do better different things you know they, they could just be million ways to cut the data but the ats is a backbone of it all and so how you leverage the insights from that mm. i think is the real way to unlock the power of what these technology platforms can give you thank you so much isha but i'm sure plenty of people out there especially those who are starting out in recruitment or starting out in talent management have you know so many facets that you've just mentioned are probably what they are also facing right so what advice would you give someone starting out at recruitment and talent management today yeah so i think you know of course of the starting point really would be to understand uh, you know our business what mm-hmm. kind of um, candidates are they looking for you know what are the skills that they are specifically looking for not just technical but also i would you know what we call um uh leadership or or power skills that mm-hmm. that are going to be important in the future for those for those roles so you know that getting a really good hang of that you know would be would be a key part i think at the same time knowing your audience so so really knowing who you are going after and 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 where is that audience available where do they hang out you know is where the recruiter needs to be 
you know, so so I think that's sort of the other uh, big part. And um, if I would really give you an advice, I, I think it would be about um, about having the ability to actually challenge, the ability to, you know, ask uh, your hiring managers that, you know, uh, why not? Uh, so, you know, there is always going to be a very sort of a traditional, safer way of looking at a particular candidate. But, you know, I think our jobs as recruiters is also to, to challenge that a little bit and say, why don't we consider somebody from this background? Or, you know, why don't we take a, 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 a bet on, on, on someone else? And this is where, you know, some of these tools, you know, your, your scores in, a, in an assessment tool uh, and things like that come in handy to say that, mm. you know, um, they may not be coming from, you know, whatever, the top tier institute and so on. But, uh, you know, there is enough to tell us that this could be a candidate of promise. So I think um, that's the big role that I think the recruiters can play in in really actively managing a diverse uh, set of colleagues coming into organization. And also, I think when you mentioned internal mobility, uh, the insights that you get from these gamified solutions also help, as you said, uh, lengthen uh, the value of the data that you get from these gamified assessments. Right? Like, how do you see them from dis- different aspects when you're considering maybe a new role or a, or a pivot in your career? So thank you so much, Isha, for your time and your wonderful insights today. Uh, for the benefit of the audience, where can they connect with you if they want to reach out? Um, yeah, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm available as Isha Majitia Bhatia. Uh, you can find me there and, you know, again, very, very happy to be here, Lydia. Thank you so much for having me. Yep. And we have been in conversation with Isha Bhatia, Global Talent Management Lead at Standard Chartered Bank in Singapore. If you like our content, please subscribe to our channels and please stay tuned for more weekly episodes of All in Recruitment. Thank you.